0: Ties and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites.
1: Hinkley Jr., Sasha Banks, Johnny Ace, and Elephant, Vince McMahon, Beyonce, Stan, somehow D&D. Hardy Boys, Insurrection, Tag team Titles, Television, Ezra Miller, Game of Thrones, all up on our phones. Vaccines for the little ones, Baker dragging Rosa, Mad as Hell, Tom Hanks, Puppies in Gorilla Tanks, Young Bucks beat the dinosaurs, Celtics lose to Warriors, Tony's fake forbidden door, I can't take it anymore, we, we didn't, didn't start the fire! fire. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves I'm Hal, breaking news, Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation Danielle Dump Radford
2: Oh gosh, I wish we had that conversation uh, that we had had offline Ah, uh, here, I don't have to elaborate, I took a poop while I wrote <laughs> some things this morning
1: Okay. And Lindsay, PR disaster control kelk. Time to kick in the gear. I
0: yeah, I mean it's time for me to jump in, isn't it? It's time for me to jump in and be like, well Danielle, I think what you meant to say there. Uh the essence of, of the meeting is um uh, I was a publicist. I have I'm delighted right now. This is my fucking Christmas. I know it's not ice cream Christmas, but it is former PR Christmas. It's existing PR hell on earth but it's former pr christmas when weeks like this happen oh so happy to be with you all this morning
1: <laughs> uh, let's briefly we have a, a lot to talk about we've got rhea ripley in the main event i feel like this entire segment should be discussing just one thing but let's sprinkle a little sugar on top of the new dump and talk about things that we enjoyed in wrestling this week Lindsay, what made you happy this week?
0: I don't even know. I've been up <laughs> for like four minutes and read 117 text messages <laughs> from everyone I've ever met. It's amazing how all of the
2: people who want, who never want to hear us talk about wrestling are all of a sudden like, oh, the right? Washington Journal. Ooh, Bloomberg. So many
0: messages from people mm-hmm. who suddenly have an opinion, <laughs> um, which is always fun for a wrestling fan. We live through this. You don't get to come in when. <laughs> it's fun, you have to sit through it when it's bad, like we do. Um, what did I enjoy? I enjoyed watching Tony Storm beat Britt Baker.
1: Now, Tony Storm, zero the spike pile driver.
0: Is that mean? Is no. that a mean thing to say? I like Tony Storm. Uh, I like to see her on my television. And I like to see her doing the wrestles. So that was fun for me this week. Danielle? I'm
2: already at an age where like if everyone was my age on, on wrestling, I'd be like, some of you gotta go. So I, I don't know how long or often I need to see a lot of these dudes on TV. But sometimes when someone like Christian goes into it with Jungle Boy's mom... It's really fun and it's incredibly entertaining. And you remember why he is who he is and the position that he is going into it with Jungle Boy's mom and Jungle Boy's sister who it's like, God, that hair, that is just genetics.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That, yeah, you, that you is just, that. and they just know what to do with it. I'm so proud of y'all white people because it took you forever to figure out how to do your hair if it wasn't like a perm. And <laughs> good Lord, that. Emily, just uh, uh, that hair belongs in a museum. Um, so that was probably one of my highlights of this week. But honestly, I have been so into the like King Lear succession of it all that that has been what has taken up most of my wrestling brain space.
1: I'm gonna go outside of wrestling programming. That's where I get my joy. As many of you may know, I host another show here on the Maximum Fun Network called We Got This with Mark and Hal. This week we recorded a couple episodes pertaining to the Fast and the Furious movie franchise. Now, in order to talk about <laughs> it, there are times where I'll coast through and say, you know, I haven't really watched it, but I can sort of, you know, I can be an inch deep, mile wide about this. But I decided over the course of two days to watch all seven of the films I had not yet seen. Hobbs oh and Shaw does not count. It's not, it's too far outside of the canon. But You have to watch I, Hobbs I and wanna, Shaw. I, I'm, I'm watching it personally, but I, for the purposes of that podcast, okay. it didn't need it. Certainly it it turns more and more into wrestling as it goes on. But I have to shout out Dwayne Johnson if for nothing else. And there's a lot to enjoy with him in these movies is him in Fast and Furious 7, where he's been relegated to a hospital room for most of the film because Deckard Shaw put him there at the beginning. And that was uh, when he he's finally suiting up to go join the fight and his arm is in a cast and he just flexes to snap it off. That's just a great cinema moment. It's beautiful. Those movies are great. I I You have Stockholm Syndrome, not me. And uh, that is what made <laughs> me happy this week.
2: Also, uh, fun fact, and something mm-hmm. that we make fun of a lot on one of my yeah. other jobs. So for several of the people who are in the Fast and Furious cast, they have to have the same amount of hits as the other people per movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Mm-hmm. If I'm hitting someone 50 times, then that person has to hit someone 50 times, like per movie. That is a kind of thing that, that affects everyone on all levels. The writing, the fight choreography, and then the editing, where everyone has to be like at every level, up, whoop. You kept in this punch, that means you got to keep keep in that punch. You kept in this kick, that means you got to keep in that kick. They're literally 50-50 booking on these movies, and I can't handle it. <laughs> Calc, I would uh, genuinely, genuinely love to hear uh, Jeff's um, thoughts on that.
0: He has not seen them.
2: Oh, no, just, just the idea of having to do that <laughs> and like, That's what, what that thinks. would entail. I would.
0: It's a very current thing, people. So I'd say I'd like to talk to the editor. And as someone who's married to an editor, I can't confirm that you wouldn't. <laughs> Because uh, honestly, all they do is ruin ruin things for you. All they do uh, is ruin things. Uh, this is why I had to bring him into wrestling. A, to punish him <laughs> uh, for all the things he's ruined for me. And B, because it breaks his editor brain. It breaks it. Because oh. there's nothing you could do. There's nothing he can do. I will say from an editing perspective on uh, wrestling, he's always really impressed by the promo package. I mean, you can't. Get Those pods
2: great. are fucking mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we talked about what brought joy to us this week. Now, That let's sound is me about... cracking
2: my knuckles and getting ready.
0: That literally was me. <laughs> no, all, that was literally me, like my knuckle cracking. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Everyone's warming <clears throat> <throat> up.
1: Let's get into it. Me, 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 me. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal ran a pretty massive story this week that Vince McMahon allegedly paid off a former employee after having an affair with her. This article also alleges that John Laurinaitis was involved in this, but it was part of the board's investigation. They've discovered years of old NDAs signed from employees who maybe weren't in consensual relationships with Vince McMahon. So we have a trail of hush money. We have a trail of silence, which is nothing new anywhere and probably the least surprising news you could imagine about Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
2: So the first thing I want to say, and I want to get this right off the bat. There is going to be a delight that we are going to take in this because it is like succession. It is like Shakespeare. It is amazing. One thing I want to make clear, as soon as I saw that they said an employee that he had an affair with, I was like, oh, that language is going to change in like a month. I'm speculating. I don't know this is going to wind up being a sexual harassment case. And we know that. I know that there's a little bit, obviously, we all love dunking on everything. We love dunking on any kind of wrestling. But just to get it out of the way, obviously, I think that this is going to get really dark, but it hasn't yet. And so I can still have fun. Um, (laughs)
0: Because it hasn't. It's gonna, but it hasn't. I mean, they fended off darkness before, right? I mean, there's we all know there is darkness, and we're mm-hmm. that's baked in yes. to wrestling. Oof, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting one going forward, isn't it? But yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, I, that's a really gross thing. Whenever things like this happen, people forget about the other parties yes. involved, or they forget uh, the names of the people. And right now, we don't know the names of the people. I don't need to. Good because presumably they don't they yeah. don't want us to. Uh, but what you should never forget to do is to send a. The people who were damaged by this and we don't know the story yeah but, but right and for the purposes of today we're talking about what's happening at the WW and within the organization and speculating wildly on why it happened when it happened and how exactly. it exactly and that's our favorite thing to do because welcome to podcast exactly and and one thing <laughs> it's literally and one thing I will
2: say because I'm I, I you, look we don't know what happened maybe it was fully consensual we don't know I feel like with the power dynamic involved there's no way it can be but maybe it was. But either way, how are you so arrogant that you're like, oh, you know who I'm going to try to hook up with? The chick that knows the law, a paralegal, the person whomst knows the law. Oh, the hubris, the hubris, the bris, the (laughs) hubris.
0: (laughs) The story just gets better. I mean, we're recording this Friday morning. I feel like we also have to make that very clear. Because who fucking knows what's come out yeah. by Saturday?
1: The latest news is that Stephanie McMahon is going to be the interim CEO and chairwoman of WWE while Vince is being investigated. However, if you thought that meant Vince was stepping away 100%, he's only stepping away from the business operations side of WWE. He will continue to be involved in the creative content. I assume, and I'm not advocating for this position, but I assume this is because he is innocent until proven guilty. That that has nothing to do with whether or not I believe he's right. guilty. It, he has to step yeah. away because because he's the one being investigated, and uh, Stephanie stepping back in after she stepped away to spend more time with her family, whatever that. Look, you don't the the,
2: the I love the television
1: shows we watch, and I enjoy Succession too. Give us. <laughs> people are very, very good at filling in the blanks.
2: I love to speculate. Filling in the yes. blanks
1: with every everything they've watched, everything they've seen, everything that they've heard. It doesn't seem like a huge stretch to me that Vince Man is a bad person. Even if this were an affair, I would not be surprised to that there, still bad that there is a trail of harassment yeah, leading totally. away from from Julian.
2: Him. We need we need a. Uh, I'm sorry. We need like a. Uh, we need a. Uh, 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 one of those um, gorgeous, beautiful sound things you do—that's just like reckless speculation. Like we just need something that's just like, <laughs> oh no, we're being reckless on the pod today. Today's the day we're being reckless, yeah. or like an alarm that like alerts people. It's like wop wop wop, being reckless.
1: I'm I'm uh, hesitant to speculate in this way, not because I'm not that because I'm concerned for Vince McMahon anymore, but because there are other human beings involved in this. Yes, who. I don't know what their, I don't know what their story is, but I know that they're probably, I would imagine there are probably a lot of people suffering. And so I, just, for whatever reason.
2: Oh, I'm only speculating on like the King Lear of it all. Like let, I'm taking right, like all right. of that, like out of it. Cause I don't want to hurt other people.
1: So let's talk about the power vacuum yes. because you have, let's say we have four interested parties here. Really? Nick Khan is maybe on the outside. He's not in the family, but he's, he's over there too. So you have Triple H, you have Stephanie, you have Shane. Shane's been gone, allegedly, for his for his behavior backstage. Stephanie has stepped away, allegedly, to spend more time with her family.
0: From like a lifetime of watching politics, because um, baby loves the politics, um, I have worked in corporations, um, and I've seen a lot of succession, but, you know, <laughs> which is actually based on one of the corporations that I work for. So, <laughs> to me... As soon as they announced this morning that Stephanie was stepping back in as interim CEO, my reckless speculation alarm went off to imply that this is exactly why Stephanie walked Mm -hmm. out randomly on a Thursday to spend time Mm -hmm. with her family, which at the time we said was weird, because why did she just randomly go midweek? Not on a month end or anything. It was just like I'm leaving tomorrow to take a leave of absence, mm-hmm. uh, and people often do that. You see it in politics all the time, um, or you see it in companies or, or, or governments when um, the you know the, the second in command suddenly starts to distance mm-hmm. themselves because a leadership challenge is coming mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, like you say, they must have known this was coming. So if there's a possibility that they were like, "Hey, Steph, maybe get the fuck out of here and keep yourself clean." is one option so that you can come back in and take care of things Mm -hmm. for a minute. Then you have the two options of saying, is she being the face that really Vince is still running things and she's Mm. just the face, which would be very succession. Or is she double-crossing and she's the person who is running (gasps) things now? You know? Who knows? I saw so many people when this all broke online saying, this is all Nick Khan. He set the company up. He set them up. I'm I'm so happy. He set the family up. He tricked them. He tricked Vince into getting rid of his kids and now he's gotten rid of Vince. I'm like, I don't know, man. Vince, Vince begged that man to come work for him like they they hired him from Mm -hmm. caa right and he came in to do the peacock deal and and bring all of that sweet hollywood money into wwe (sighs) obviously he's been quietly assuming Mm -hmm. not even quietly more and more power but if i had to say there was one person who has got the fucking brass balls to sink Mm -hmm. vince Mm -hmm. at this point it's his fucking kid i would do it just for Pitching that incest storyline all lot years ago. But that's just me. I like a grudge. It's me and that elephant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a lot of people made a little bit of hay about this. People slip up when talking. But in the McAfee interview, when he was talking about Clearly Linda, he said, my wife at the time. So that is also something just to like, it doesn't mean anything. I mean- but uh, these little crumbs... The WWE has always been a wrestling show about producing a wrestling show. So this is like, and I've always said that there's like three kayfabes. So no, I think we're in like the fourth kayfabe now. (laughs) I can't handle Mm
0: -hmm. it. Yeah, we're in the multiverse. We're in, we're in, in the, the WWE multiverse. multiverse. We're in the McMahon McManiverse. It's just nuts. I I I don't even know where to go with it because like we were talking about it this morning at breakfast, Jeff and I. And obviously, like I say, Jeff is relatively new. Although I guess not at this point. It's been so long, he. Is so invested. And I feel like this is why we are all so invested because of the many, many levels. And this is my favorite level, the seventh circle of mm. hell of McMahon nonsense. Uh, because to me, it's the most fascinating because it's the most real. It's the most personal. And that family, interfamily dynamics, to me... Woof. It's catnip. It's storytelling catnip. It's dysfunctional family catnip. When
2: the inevitable amazing series about this comes out, I will be able to watch it. When I'm like, you know... 60 or whatever
0: oh we'll all be sat side by side in the home pointing at oh the my TV god and our sticks, like shouting at our nurses going like come in <laughs> come in i was at this pay-per-view and the nurses will be like that's nice miss kelk sit down you take your pills and i'll be like no let me tell you about evolution <laughs> and it will just be the greatest day of my life
2: oh i already have a plan it's going to be all of us in this well you're not in the zoom but all of us in our brady bunch <laughs> zooms with our spouses in a house, making like bathtub gin, at this point, like smoking Virginia Slims, because what do we got to lose? And just like watching this thing happen with all of our our kids and our dogs and our grand dogs and our cats and our grand cats, and it's going to be amazing. And that is like
1: my- and our healthy donuts
0: and and, and our, our healthy donuts, donuts. and Ju- and Julian will still look exactly and the Julian same will never change. <laughs>
2: That's <how it> is. <laughs>
1: yeah we'll see how that all plays out i just it's assuming it comes to a conclusion this year we'll have something somebody will have something out about it within the next five years probably within the next oh, yeah. three yeah. years realistically within the next year well
2: because they've already yeah. said that they are johnny Ace is being thrown under the bus obviously this
0: isn't fair they say thrown on the bus but that man's fucking hands are dirty exactly. same as everyone else this other thing—it's like, can we just take one second to acknowledge that this is a deeply, deeply corrupt, fucks-up, sexist, misogynist, drenched. dirty comparison? And if only the stuff that we know is true because people have coped to it—if that was all that was on the table, this is already fucking disgusting. Gross. Which is why this is so interesting that this is going to be the thing. Supposedly, it's going to take the motherfucker down. What's
2: interesting to me, one of the many, many moving parts and interesting things about this to me is that like, as soon as WWE decides to like bounce someone off the Survivor Island, that means that all of the people who have chosen to not speak about something, because they didn't want to piss off WWE Island, no matter whether or not they're working with them. Now you have free reign to go after that person and be like, oh, well, you don't know what I saw. You don't know what I saw. Allegedly this, allegedly that's this, this." So I'm the amount of podcasts we are about to get about all of the things that Jodie has done is going to be wild this summer.
1: Vince told me that I needed to um, admit my wrongdoing, and
0: now um,
1: I'm not working anymore.
2: Uh, Exactly how are the Bellas gonna kick Johnny Ace's ass?
0: The only other place I wanna be, other than on Stephanie McMahon's couch uh, with a giant bottle of tequila, going like, okay, okay, let's hear all of it, is um, in the Bella group, group chat. I want to know what Vacation JJ has to say. (sighs) I don't really want to know what Daniel Bryan has to say because you know what Daniel Bryan has to say and it will be like, well, I I told you, (laughs) I told you. I'm really not that interested in what Artem has to say because I'm not sure he fully understands what his fiance does. I mean, solidarity to Mama Bella, if any of the Johnny Ace stuff is accurate, because it's pretty gross on his part, too. And uh, the timelines overlap, which is yeah. unpleasant. But yeah. yeah, the Bella twins are going to murder that man. Bree is going to take that man out and kick his head clean off his shoulders. And then Nikki's going to shout at him.
2: Yeah, we're going to get so much information over the next like couple of months. And, obvi- and, 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 I, and I have seen some people just to wrap it up uh, a little bit. I've seen some people say like, oh, well, what does it matter? It's a relationship, blah, 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 blah. First of all, it it matters because he used, uh, Vince McMahon used allegedly company funds, reportedly to give someone a 100% raise over the course of like, what, a year because of this. So that matters. It matters if Vince McMahon took, $3 $3 million of WWE money, which is now a publicly traded company to be able to pay people off or pay someone off or anyone off. It obviously 100% matters. If a lot of this stuff that people are saying is an affair or whatever is not an affair and is sexual harassment, all of the stuff matters. And yes, some of it is tea. Some of it is drama. Some of it is tragedy. I'm going to stay talking about the the tea stuff Um, Until it becomes tragedy, in which case I'm going to get really
0: fucking sad. I think it's hard to say this is a personal matter. Please leave it alone when you are the bookman family. Yeah. You know, like you've made your personal drama. You've made millions off your personal drama. You opened this door. You let us all in. You you blurred the lines, and um, I don't think you get to say, hey, this is a personal relationship crisis. It's not. It happened at work. It's a publicly traded company, like you say, and it happened with characters that you asked us to invest in, and not everyone is able to discern between reality and and whatever the fuck happens on my TV every week. Yeah. Let's just see what And also, goes. I mean, yeah.
2: yes, this dude is um, going to go on TV tonight in character and talk about this. That is a wild fucking decision.
1: The hits just keep coming. Jeff Hardy was arrested this week, driving under the influence. His blood alcohol level was, I, I don't even know what the multiple was. I think it's like four times the legal limit, yeah, maybe he something like, like, two, like that. was
0: like 0.2, right? I think point so 0.2 So he was close to three the, times. the uh, legal limit is point 08. Point 08. 0.08. is it's the 08, legal right? limit. It was
1: like point 0.2 something. Yeah. It was close to triple the, the legal limit. Can I speak for a moment as someone who's spent his entire life around addiction and like seen it please do uh, please do and had it personally affect him is if i could have a wish in the wrestling world right now it's that nobody hires jeff don't hire him he doesn't need to get back in the ring he doesn't need to work he needs to go get help this work is enabling him he gets to the point where he can no longer work at wwe who from accounts has at least supported him being in rehab multiple times. And it got to the point where he's just straight walking out. The easy narrative around it is, well, WWE is a terrible company and their creatives bad. And that all may be true, but it's a lot more than that. This is a sick man who needs help and he's not getting that help. Your way to help him is not to clap when he appears in front of you in a ring. And this is all just obviously my opinion, but, I care about human beings that are sick in that way and them getting the help that they deserve. And this ain't it. And I know nobody's going to listen. And I know people are going to continue to hire him because he's a name. This doesn't seem like it's going to end well. You can't put blame on anyone for this, but it just feels gross to have any conversation about blaming Vince or even blaming Tony Khan or whatever. You can't blame any of those people. Ultimately, he's sick. I would hope that... If you are a promoter, as the opportunity to hire him for something that you say, like, this is a bad situation.
2: Obviously, we want everyone to be healthy and take care of themselves. But also, at a certain point, it does become, you can hurt other people. And DUIs hurt other people. And we've talked about this with other people who have had DUIs. I've lost people to DUIs. Like, it's it's not... um, cool or cute to drive drunk or to drive impaired in any way, um, allegedly because, but that's what the police report says. It's not cool or cute to wrestle while you are impaired because wrestling, it's such an intricate dance and people get injured when they are not impaired and when they don't mean to, because it is so um, what it is. And all I want is I want, a healthy Jeff Hardy. It's really a sad situation all around. And Tony Khan and AEW made the right decision right now to say like, yo, dude, you got to get help. And I hope that he gets help. I feel for all of his family. I'm sorry for all the fans, but I'm okay. If this is the, like the last that we see of Jeff Hardy, if that means that Jeff Hardy is now healthy and strong, I don't need to see him on my screen. If he is not healthy and strong and honestly, if he doesn't take steps to be healthy and strong, I don't want to see him on my screen like that doesn't do anything for me. I don't like it. I don't want it.
1: Yeah, I'd rather he get healthy and be in recovery and never see him again for the rest of my life than have to watch him deteriorate, continue to deteriorate and put everybody at risk, like you said, Mm -hmm. both on the road and in the ring and, and everywhere i don't have an answer there's no magic bullet to any of this it's just Mm -hmm. hard work and it's hard work every single day of your life Mm -hmm. and there are days where it gets the better of you and that's sort of how it goes but i hope he's able to rediscover a commitment to that and really pour himself into it because he's someone who has a lot to give even outside of the ring. yes
2: He's still a full-ass person, even if he's not a wrestler. And I think that that's a lot of the thing that when someone with addiction, especially when they feel like their addiction helps like their art or who they are, they're like, well, who who am I without it? You're a whole-ass person with a lot to give.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, look, it's I've seen people commenting about how gross it is that the discourse on Twitter, which is, if you can even call it that, has gone into like the Vince versus tone. Like it. everything turns into AEW versus WWE. And this is, this is not that I get the source of that. I do understand it, but that's not what this is. And the reason why we're talking about it is we have a podcast about it. Outside of that, our opinions don't matter at all. Nobody's opinions matter at all. It just doesn't. Let's all just hope he gets help and leave it at that.
2: Yeah, it's not about tribalism. It's not about like, oh, well, you said this and they said that and blah, blah, blah. No, it's about a whole ass person. And that is like way more important than any tribalism or anything else. Um, It's about making sure that like a whole ass person is okay, and that other people understand that that person should not be put in a position where they could hurt other people.
1: With everything going on in wrestling, I know there's a lot we didn't get to. And if you have any thoughts on those things, feel free to share them in our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Find links to all of those in our show notes. And when we come back, it's the Nightmares time in the spotlight. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
0: Friends. This was a long and arduous news cycle.
1: We had like a whole song about it. I'm surprised we even have time to talk about anything else.
0: I mean, it is a miracle, but between a crazy week of news in both the real world and wrestling, what? Wrestling's not real. Yes, it is, Julian. It's important to remember to get some food in your belly so you are well nourished to combat the void. And that's where our sponsor, Soylent, comes in.
1: Soylent is the ultimate baby face of the food world, with fast, high quality meals in the form of shakes and squares. It's all made with U.S.-grown, sustainably sourced ingredients. And the best part? It's a great taste that's delivered right to your door.
2: That's right. No forbidden door keeps you from your soylent. Just place your order online and open that door up.
0: I I just want to laugh, Julian. I'm sorry. That was really good. I don't know how many times I have to talk about the same thing. I feel terrible for just saying the same thing. But you guys, I'm going on a plane next week. They're putting me back on a plane again to go to England again. Guess what's in my suitcase? Guess what's in it? I, it's right at the side of me. I could literally show you. Guess what's in my Soylent suitcase? Silent squares. It's Silent squares. It's the peanut butter Silent squares. Legitimately Soylent excited. Squares. I've had so many people message me and say, do you really love the Soylent Squares? I am thrilled that when I'm in the UK and someone stops me in the street, I will be able to pull a Soylent Square out of my purse at any given moment because I love those things. so hard to get good nutrition when you're traveling. I'm trying really hard to stay on top of my nutrition at the moment because I want to be as buff as Julian by Christmas. And that's just Mm. like, that's Mm -hmm. a difficult goal, but an important one that I set myself. And Soylent is really helping me stay on track. And even better, all this great, convenient, clean-up and cook-free food can come to you at a discount. So go to Soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com forward slash tights and promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order of squares or shakes or everything they've got, basically. Get it, get it, get it.
1: Hey, it's John Moe. Join me on Depression Mode for conversations on how mental health shapes our life. This week, David Sedaris with stories of his late father that he's finally willing to tell.
0: I think there's a difference between, you know, a good person and a good character. Like, he was a good character, my boyfriend, he. And my father was another one of those people. He was a really good character. But he, he, he wasn't a good person.
1: Depression Mode with John
2: Moe, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And Bites Podcast. And
1: Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by
0: Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelp.
1: Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to run. Oh. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! WWE.com. I love Kate. Kate
0: ducks! on a hard-fought victory. Live, pal. Sorry. What?
1: Rhea Ripley has a new look and a new faction on her side with the Judgment Day, and the group's first order of business is to support Rhea in her match against Bianca Belair so that she can earn her second Raw Women's Title.
2: You care about what everybody thinks. Even these half-witted nobodies here in Kansas.
0: They're just holding Maybe if you stop caring about the WWE Universe, you'd actually stand a chance of retaining the Raw
2: Women's Championship at Money in the Bank.
1: So to start out, what does everyone think about Rhea Ripley and her journey through NXT all the way to Judgment Day?
0: I don't know if I've mentioned this. At all on this podcast Um, (laughs) I fucking love Rhea Ripley I don't think we've seen anyone like her I mean if not ever But for such a long time I mean I really just feel like It goes all the way back to China Like you can see her roots Full China vibes all the way back My favourite thing about Rhea And it has been since the start Is that I have never felt like Rhea Ripley is being anything other than Rhea Ripley. She's only grown in confidence and skill, but I feel like she appeared fully formed. Like she was just dropped down on a cloud and they were like, here, take a Rhea Ripley. And I was like, oh my God, I will. Thank you.
1: That's the thing of it is there are a lot of supremely talented performers who are very good in the ring, but who need some time to develop their character. And sometimes that character is who they are. Sometimes that character is who they wish they were. But once they key into it, we're there. Then there are the rare people Mm -hmm. who know who they are and are comfortable in it. And it works for what they're doing. So all they have to do is turn up the volume. The two best examples of that that I can think of off the top of my head. One is MJF. The other is Rhea Ripley. She has been Rhea Ripley the whole time. We just get more and more Rhea Ripley as she builds and, and turns up the intensity on the character. If I were plotting out a like a graph of her movement, sometimes you have like the, oh, they did well, then they struggled for a while, and then they then they really cranked it up. But for her, wins and losses aside, has been just a straight sort of geometric rise because she knows who she is, and it works babyface and it works heel. It's the same person, and that's a very very rare gift and you couple that with just supremely talented in-ring performer who can work with pretty much anyone and you have the makings of of a hall of fame career
2: i feel like when we talk about people who are very good on the mic we don't talk about ria very much but like she is pretty fucking good
1: the brass the brazen the bold Rhea ripley and- women's
0: champion. I don't wait for things. I get up, get out, and do what needs to be done until I get what I want.
2: Some people tell it but don't show it or tell and then do some show. Rhea's like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do a little bit of speaking and then I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Honestly, talking about China, Rhea is the person that I feel like could be the most... Um, logical to take over china's legacy mm-hmm. like i want ria fighting dudes like i want ria doing intergender and that's not to say that i think lesser of the women's um division at all but that is me saying that like i want Rhea punching dudes in the face as often as i can get it
0: <laughs> i think there's a there's a <laughs> power to the way that she looks above and beyond the physical power that obviously she has she is clearly an incredibly right. strong and powerful woman But there is she
2: carries herself that way. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's a self-esteem and a self- even self-love thing with Rhea, because we as women, Mm -hmm. and I am like gonna speak for women. Like, allow me to speak for (laughs) all women. But I'd say this is someone who, like I say, is a huge fan of hers, has met her, was just like completely in awe of her and how young she is. But the way that she is so self-assured and so certain about who she is, whether it's true or not, and we don't know because I'm not inside of her brain. I think the reason she connects so strongly with so many people and especially with kids you see a lot of fucking little kids love ria a lot of little girls in ria cosplay which i adore but the fact that she looks so different we haven't had to have that tell-all interview, you know, where she was like, I've always felt so weird about the way I look, but now I I accept it and this is who I am. Fuck that noise. She looks different. She looks incredible and she loves it. Yep. She works out so hard to look that way. She doesn't get up looking like that. She puts so much work into it. And oh I think,
2: my God. Right?
0: We are women. Uh, we're conditioned still, even uh, things are changing, but we're still conditioned to say, You should look like a teeny tiny dolly. Your goal as a woman is to make yourself as small as possible and as um, attractive to the broadest straight male audience that you can. That is still society's Mm -hmm. conditioning. That is still where we're all, a lot of us still have that in our brain and never will get rid of it no matter how much work we do. To see Rhea Ripley walk out and be like, this is who Mm -hmm. I am and I fucking love it. It is so powerful and the only thing more shocking to me other than that she exists is the fact that she is allowed to exist within the wwe machine and that they have encouraged it and that they have only pushed her and her look to more extremes you know she had long longer like a chin-length blonde bob when she came in they were still yes prettying her up for want of a better term um with glam uh, events and stuff and i just Adore the fact that they were like, nah, fuck it, get the undercart, diet black, put the the I, I know everyone's like, like it's judgment scales, whereas I was sat there going like maybe she's a Libra. Um, but she is a Libra. yeah, see, I, I just I, I, did, Libra, I, did, I did I did
2: do the research. Libra feels Libra,
0: <laughs> Libra feels Libra. Um, just like and I will say I saw someone on, on the comments and we're gonna we're gonna get to um the nation's messages, but I saw someone saying, I wish they would just let Rhea fucking go. I feel like they have let Rhea fucking go. I feel like of anyone, she has been allowed to just r- pick up her ball and run with it. and I love her for it. Love her for it.
1: It's amazing to think that she's 25 she's years amazing. old 26 she's a tiny in October. Baby. That's amazing. She's already what she won the NXT women's tournament defeats Tony Storm. Uh, he, she wins the NXT UK Women's Championship. Then she wins the NXT Championship from Shayna Baszler, which is a huge deal.
0: Huge, and that match was fucking excellent. Rhea Ripley using her head. Oh,
2: Ripley oh, now. Second. second turnbuckle. Oh my-
1: And then she wins the raw women's championship from Asuka at WrestleMania. So this is someone who the company has given run to repeatedly. She wins the tag titles with Nikki ASH. Maybe that's a more forgettable run. That's okay. That leads to her heel turn. That brings her to Judgment Day. Is she the the right person right now to beat Bianca Belair? Or is she just another monster that they build up to feed to the to the baby face?
2: She's the only one I will accept. Right. defeating Bianca
0: it's hard isn't it because I don't
2: because I don't want Bianca defeated yeah. but she's the only one I will accept
0: I'm so torn because part of me says it's not time for Bianca to drop it again yet but another part <laughs> yep. of me says they haven't done as much with this second run for Bianca and maybe it's time to move it before it gets stale mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. Bianca's going to get it again this I'm not concerned about Bianca. Do you know what I mean? And if she loses to Judgment Day, she doesn't only lose to Rhea; she loses to Judgment Day,
2: which is yes. huge. And
0: um, can we all just have a little moment? I feel like I need to prepare myself before I even say this, but can we have a little moment for the potential Street Profits and Bianca versus Judgment Day matches? I know, I know, I know, <laughs> like, so I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh
2: my God! I'm not I can't saying I'm even...
0: hyperventilating, but I'm definitely hyperventilating because. Uh, do I want to see Montez Ford versus Damien Priest? Yes. Do I want to oh see God. Finn in the ring with literally anyone who's ever lived? Yes. And do I want to see Bianca and Rhea go out throughout the entire year? Absolutely.
2: And do I want that entire feud fueled by, I'm sorry, two women going after yeah. it and the men being Supporting like, oh, well, them. we got to...
0: Because there never was a bigger wife guy than Montez Ford. They will stand behind that woman like Mm -hmm. their lives depend on it. And to watch, and I know how you've mentioned this, and it genuinely has fucking filled my heart with joy, watching Judgment Day stand behind Rhea. To watch Mm -hmm. Finn Balor stand behind Rhea Ripley. To watch Damian Priest stand behind Rhea Ripley. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I needed this. We needed okay. a win. And this was the win we needed.
1: I would love to see the women's title on, on Rhea and then the tag titles get shot yeah. First First over to, to, to Ford and Dawkins and then send it over to Judgment Day. Totally. And that sets up a six-person tag mm. match for SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, because I don't think the guys need bigger belts. They could absolutely carry those tags and make them feel vital. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think so. there are factions for which having a bunch of belts is kind of important in the early formation to establish them as a group, and that would benefit them. Of course, you have Edge in the sort of in the background, so we don't know what Papa how Edge can come back in.
0: later. Papa Edge can come back in uh, Mania, or, or Rumble. You know, Papa mm-hmm. Edge can come back later. It's, you're never going to sure. cool off Edge. It's not like people are going to be like, "Wait a second, what does that guy do? <laughs> uh, who's this guy?" <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Maybe let him go and grow that hair out a little bit longer on top because he did get it cut a bit too short for that haircut. Okay. I think if she loses, it hurts Judgment Day more than it hurts Bianca. Um, True. So I, I I'm all on board.
1: Well, we asked you and they should a conversation to talk about Rhea Ripley with us. And Lachlan on Facebook said, as an Aussie, it's been incredible to watch Rhea's journey. She's a friend of a friend, so there's been lots of celebrating as we've watched her grow. I think Rhea versus Bianca is a marquee program that has built from the Rumble in 2021, and it has the potential to be the best thing in international wrestling for a while. Hopefully, her talent shines more of a spotlight on how many great wrestlers, especially women's wrestlers, are coming from down under.
0: What kind of match would you want to see them in? Because I feel like, because they're both so strong and so powerful... Rhea and Bianca could have, like, gimmick matches that other yes. women might not excel in or might not be given the opportunity to excel in.
1: She lost a last-woman standing match to Raquel Gonzalez in NXT. Yeah. That that would be a good gimmick. I quit would be also be a great gimmick for them just because mm-hmm. they both seem like they would go forever.
2: i never want this to happen. <laughs> but if it was going to happen, Rhea Ripley is the only person that I would want to see Bianca Belair have a hair-versus-hair match with. <gasps>
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and also because Rhea would absolutely shave her head and and do it and rock it You're right. and look yeah. amazing. Yeah. Right, so right. It right. would be
2: fine. Well, and and, and 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 well, and Bianca would too. But that's also like
1: the what? hair's the thing. She can't whip people because
2: well, and in the Bianca like the eye the the hair versus hair thing with Bianca. It's gonna happen someday.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, the ponytail is getting a bit, it's getting a bit worryingly long. So like, maybe it's time. Yeah. Maybe it's time not for a full hair, but for a uh, quick trim versus quick trim cut match. Because I just want to take a couple of feet off that. She's going to (laughs) trip. Yeah,
2: it's going to happen. That is like, I think the only one that I would be, mostly because Rhea, with her, it's not a wig. Yeah. So it's like, I want them to actually have something where it's like, I am sacrificing something. And Rhea with a fucking, oh, God, don't <laughs> do this to me. Yeah. Julian, i <laughs> uh, wrap it
1: up. It is gay pride month. <laughs> Steven on Facebook is a big Rhea fan, but says ultimately she just hasn't felt as backed and sure footed on the main roster. And that is a bummer because she's obviously a top tier talent. Luckily, she's young, and the purple rain stable she's in should serve her well.
0: That's all I'm calling it uh, now. That's all we're calling it. There is an yeah.
1: ebb and flow to, to being on the roster. Like, there are times certainly when she's taken more of a back seat, but I definitely understand that, especially when you see someone who's that talented. You want them on the top, at the top, all the time. But.
0: It's true she's always been in there's the There's not
1: mix. as much room there. She's, I think exactly. Even um, the having her
0: lose to Charlotte, as much as we all fucking hate having her lose to Charlotte, like, sure. that's a big show of confidence from the higher-ups, for what for better mm-hmm. term, to put you in a match with Charlotte, to say you can go toe-to-toe with her. We all know yep. Charlotte's fast becoming the Lady Randall, where if she doesn't give a fuck, she's going to give you a shitty match. But they were like, hey, uh, Lady Randall, would you wrestle Rhea Ripley? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I will. Um, yeah, I get it. I understand. That's, and I think it is because people feel so passionately about her. Like you say, they mm-hmm. just want her to be champion all the time. Mm. but you can't be champion all the time and she's a baby she's a wee baby um, they put her in we a bunch time. of different scenarios and she's aced them so yeah. that's amazing we yeah. have
2: so much time also yes um, uh, Randall's probably out the rest of the year yep, yep he's we gone did
0: bad we back Randall hmm I want to say get well soon, but I'm not (laughs) going to. Here's what's
2: going to happen. He's going to go and start streaming and say some more very questionable (laughs) bullshit. He's going to be on a lot of painkillers,
0: Danielle. And I just don't think, I think it's time to get the board back out. I know. I...
1: Follow me on Twitch, I'm gonna be doing a live performance of straight out of Compton Uncensored.
0: <laughs> you do a live reading. <laughs> live yeah. table read.
1: But forget about Randy. If you've got more to say about the nightmare of Rhea Ripley, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
0: Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun. And I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and, frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine, and they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother and Me.
1: Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by
2: Danielle Radford and Lindsey Kelk.
1: This week we're gonna share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> Danielle, what will you be putting over on this fine Friday?
2: Asked people know. Because of health issues, Wendy Williams has had like a bunch of different people coming in and guest hosting her show. It is going to be taken over by Sherry Shepherd. Sherry Shepherd told a very, very fun story. I think it's a work, and I think it's a very cute work about the time that she saw MJF in an airport and her kid is a mark. And I said, excuse me, are you the famous wrestler MJF? He snapped back, he said, no! And so I, I said, okay, I said, but well, do people tell you that you look like the famous wrestler MJF? Then he snapped back, he went, yes! And he put his headphones on and he turns away from me. Okay? And I wanted to say to him, I don't like your tone. That's what I wanted to tell him. I love when media trickles its way to my mother. Um, when it comes to my nerd shit.
1: Always love it. I'll, I'm always here for MJF being shitty to fans story too. <laughs> Lindsay?
0: I would like to put over um, my own investigative work <laughs> because we have, yeah. yeah, I'm putting myself over. Deal with it. Goddamn right you want. We've talked about a million times. we talked on this podcast about the show Hacks and the um, il- inbuilt love <sighs> of professional wrestling on the show so Hacks. So good. Um, so I did some detective work because I was determined to find out who the mark was in the writer's room. Uh, I'm not saying I went through the names of the writers then looked at their Instagrams to see who they were following until I uh, got to Jen Statsky, um, but that is what happened. But Jen Statsky, who is one of the creators of the show and um, writers, obviously, and former Parks and Rec writer also. Let's throw there's a There's a John Cena connection there. Uh, which was what gave it away. And then when I looked at her Instagram followers, she was following both Seth Rollins oh, and Oh, also Becky The Lynch. Good Place.
2: Another John Cena reference. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep.
0: She's all over that Michael Sher world. Um, but it's Jen Statsky. So I did a little light research and she has done some podcasts talking about her love of wrestling. I've reached out to her, guys. I'm trying. I know the nation has been desperate to torture this person and find out what the deal is. So we're trying. We're going to try. But if any reason this gets back to jen Statsky? it wasn't stalking because it was journalism it was freely available information on the internet i was just trying to find out who it was at one of my favorite shows loves one of my favorite things and we really want to have her on the show but if she can't make it onto the show i guess what i'm actually putting over is jen Statsky for just beautiful beautiful pitch perfect wrestling references (gasps) In a fantastic show, I love hacks. It's been renewed for season three, so start watching it immediately, if not sooner. She has literally had a hand in
2: all of my favorite television shows. Mm -hmm. The thing that I love about them is that they are about how you can both be funny and have empathy and not be a piece of shit. And then also they do a bunch of wrestling references. So
0: yay!
2: Well
1: said. I have something for the world of wrestling. Big E, who is currently on the shelf and we hope whose recovery is going very well from his surgery, had a major update that you may have missed on social media this week. Here's the big news from Big E. I just want to say that it took me 36 years, three months,
2: about two weeks,
1: but finally, for the first time in my life, my beard.
2: It connects. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't, don't worry about all the the barber magic and the, the you know smoke and mirrors. It connects.
0: Y'all can't
1: tell me nothing. You can't tell Big E nothing. Because now his beard connects. And it for all you kids out there whose beards don't connect yet. You have to believe in yourself and you have to work hard <laughs> and use the power of positivity and eat a lot of pancakes and breakfast cereal. And one day, your beard will connect. The dream can become reality.
0: It's like, well, I watched that video like 10 times and I'm like, he's getting more and more attractive. That man has such pretty eyes. And I feel like I've never paid attention until Hal sent me that video and I watched it 17 times in a row. Such Do you know pretty why, Lindsay?
1: So Do you know why you noticed that?
0: Is it because his beard connects?
1: That's right. Yeah. It's because his beard fucking connects now.
0: My cat agrees.
1: Meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford along with me. Hal Lublin. Follow me at Hal Lublin on Twitter if I'm doing something. That's where you'll find out about it.
2: Follow me on at Danielle, on Twitter, and then I, I also on Instagram. I never post there. I probably should. Also, hey, I'm on TikTok. I don't post anything, but apparently I have like um, impersonators on TikTok, which is fucking wild. Um, So there's like a tweet. Go back to that tweet that I tweeted about people to report. You can't report them as impersonating a celebrity because I'm not a celebrity, which yeah, fucking duh. But um, you can probably report them as being like abusive or whatever. I don't know why. I don't do anything. I know no one. Leave me alone. I just want to watch wrestling and play D&D and watch movies and be like a weird nerd in my weird
1: nerd corner. Lindsay?
0: Uh, At Lindsay Kelk on social media. I'm on a deadline, so I shouldn't be there. If you see me there, please say, hey, Lindsay, (laughs) you should be writing. (laughs) But other than that, uh, books. I got books. You can read them. You can use your eyes to read those words. I sat in a room quietly alone for several thousand hours. Uh, and wrote, so check them out libraries, bookstores, all the usual places I got books!
1: Alright, our producer is the pun and only Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher, Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that thank you to all of the Fun members who keep this show going keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels that are in the show notes that's also where you can find the official tights and fights t-shirts, put us all over your, your top and be a conversation piece for us. Be our billboard. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Maximumfun.org.
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.